everyone. I think it's time for us to talk about life, about love, and everything that has to do with Jesus, specifically focused on marriage. Well, hey, with that, we want to welcome you back to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Hey, everyone. So great to be with you today. My name is Don, and I'm sitting here with my husband and my co-host, Travis. Yep, that's right. I'm right next to you, Don, but I am really excited that we get to hang out with all of you guys today that are listening. And again, we just wanted to kind of catch up with you and share something that happened to us recently. In fact, it was what, like a week ago, we were not in our home in the Minneapolis, Minnesota area. Instead, we jumped on an airplane actually about a week and a half ago, and we began to fly down to um, Texas. Yeah, to the, the big, huge state of Texas. It's huge. Yeah, the great state of Texas. And so we decided to fly down there and have a Gulf of Mexico kind of beach vacation. Yeah. We flew into Houston and we rented a car and we went to Galveston Island and got to hang out on the ocean for six nights. It was glorious. Yeah, it was so cool because it was such a unique um, beach experience. We had a condo that overlooked the beach and we're able to sip coffee and just look at the waves every morning. But it was wild because Galveston is super interesting, not like a normal beach town like we would maybe have experienced in the past. Part of what made it made it so cool is you didn't see the normal, typical like palm trees on the beach. No, uh-uh. um, Instead, they have a 10 mile long seawall that's actually like the world's biggest sidewalk. It's like a road that you can run down and you can ride bikes down. And right so, next to the beach. So if you want to take some stairs down, you can just go down there and then you can just walk the whole beach in the sand. So you have both options. You can run, but if you don't want to get sand in your tennis shoes, you can run on the sidewalk. It's great. Yeah, it's really cool because it's 10 miles of beach too. Yep. And so every day we would wake up and we would run and man, there was there was a couple of days we got in 30,000 steps. We have so many miles in last week. It was crazy. Oh, it was a blast. You know, All under really... the sun, by the way, oh, too. Yeah. And yeah, 75, 80 degrees every day. One day was a little windy, but you know what my favorite part was? What's that? Well, almost every day we would take a long walk on the beach. No, actually we'd start running. We'd run three and a half, four miles. And then we would put in our AirPods. From day to day, we would take turns uh, picking out different messages. And we would listen to a message as we were walking back. And then we would talk about it. And it was so good because here we were getting this physical exercise and, you know, making our bodies stronger. But then spiritually, we were just hearing amazing messages. And we just got a chance to really just talk about God things, which is so fun. If you guys don't do that with your spouses, I just recommend taking time within your week where you're just stopping and talking about God. And we had some great conversations, just got to dig into some deeper issues. And then this there was one or two days where we just talked about life and, you know, and what, you know, our goals were and what we're looking forward to. And it was just so much fun. It was great. But the whole time walking or running. Yes, it was awesome. And we kind of had a deeper level of intimacy in a weird sort of way, you know, in this public beach area, we ended up each using our um, AirPods, but we linked them to one phone. Right. We so shared our AirPods, was, even though we both had two different sets. Yeah. yeah, it was fun listening to one podcast, one pastor, you know, just a, a message from a weekend at a church, you know, some of the pastors that we really like. And, and so we would hear it together at the same time and then just have 
having that chance to talk about it. You're right, Don. Spectacular trip. Went to some restaurants and rented a scooter, drove all over the island and, you know, got to go for a boat ride in the, in the, you know, the main kind of shore area or, um, yeah, and saw what do you call it? Bay? Of dolphins, like 50 dolphins probably just jumping. I have never seen that many dolphins in my entire life ever. They just kept jumping. I don't know if it's mating season or what, but there was a ton of dolphins. Yeah. I've never seen that many before. And somebody told me recently that when you see a group of dolphins together, they're called a pod. I don't know if that's oh, wow. true, but you're right. I think we saw about 50 at one time and it was just the craziest thing The you were on this boat or in the Harbor or, you know, kind of on the ocean and all these dolphins, so much yep. fun and great. gorgeous in the sun. Well, Hey guys. Yeah. Our vacation went really well. It was nice to get away to really plug into each other, plug into God, get some great new fresh memories together as oh, a couple to yep. build up our marriage. But you know, our, our, um, trip, our vacation actually didn't start off very well. Did I know. It, nope. I was kind of concerned actually, by the way it started like, Oh no. And we were going to a new area. So I'm like, Oh no. What if the whole vacation's horrendous? Like there was this fear that's that set in, you know, because of what happened in the beginning within the first few minutes after getting off the plane. Yeah. What happened was, is we quickly grabbed our, our luggage. It was just carry on luggage. So Again, we landed in Houston. So we jumped off the plane there, which is a big airport. Yeah. A city of 7 million, the metro area, huge airport, huge city. But we just had our carry on luggage. We didn't have check bags. So we just stopped to go to the bathroom really quick, jumped on our shuttle to go pick up our rental car to go to the rental car center. We get there. I mean, we busted our tails to get there. We, you know, had reserved it or paid for it to start at 1030. Um, but, you know, our plane maybe landed at 1035, something like that, 1040. And so we got on that shuttle, got over there and we walked into the rental and it was car like center. like 11.05, I think, when by the time we got there and just going straight there, but because we had to take that shuttle. Yes. And so when we walked in, we were amped. We were like, okay, this starts our vacation. Once they hand you the keys, then you're like, okay, we're on vacation. And then just driving out of the airport. Well, that's not what happened, did it? No, not at all. Everything went sideways the minute we walked into this rental car center because we started to walk up to the company and we won't name the companies, but we started to walk up to this rental car company. And it was that, a very reputable company. Actually, we went with a reputable company because we were going to a new area and wanted to make sure that we had a car. Yeah, it's one of the best, actually, probably number one or number two in the nation, at least here in the United States. And so, you know, we walked up, we had reserved this rental car, I think a couple months ago, walked up to go get our keys and pay for this rental car, or, you know, we had already reserved it, but to pick it up and there was no one there. No, the, the lights were off on the whole desk. It was Every horrible. other car company... <laughs> The lights were on and people were there except for this one. This big, reputable car company. And by the way, we've picked up rental cars before at like one, two o'clock in the morning. And so we were like, where is everybody? And so then there was, there was a sign that said to go outside to the kiosk outside. We're like, oh, while they're just outside. That makes sense. You know, we can go out there. And there was a few other people around us and we were kind of all kind of had this dazed look on our face, but we went outside and went to the kiosk and... No one was there. No one was there. No one the was there at dark. all. Yeah. Except the, actually there was people there. It was people looking 
for this company for their cars. Yeah. And what was crazy is we then turn around from that outdoor kiosk, came back in. None of the employees were around. And when we came back in, by then, we had already had 10, 15 people that kept coming just like us. And they were all looking for their car, like yeah, you just we, said. We were all in and the And everybody boat, was melting down. Like, like one girl just dropped car. on the floor and she opened her laptop and she was freaking out. And all these other, you know, families and couples and people just like us that had gone through this rental car company, they just wanted to pick up their car. And we're like, oh no, what are we going to do? Are we stuck here? So I did what I figured might be the best possible decision. I picked up the phone. I called the rental car company, their customer service line. And I just said, hey, we're here to get our car. We reserved it. We paid for it, you know, at 1030. It's 1105. Your person's gone. How are we going to get our car? And they just said, sir, we're sorry. Um, but we closed at 11 o'clock. You should have been there at 1030. Our person went home. <laughs> You're just going to have to come back at seven o'clock the next morning. We're like, wait, you close at 11 o'clock. It's an international airport. Every other car, you know, dealership, they were all open. They're all open. Except for this one. I'm like, what? And they, it didn't say that they didn't warn us ahead of time. It didn't say it on the internet, nothing. They allowed us to rent a car at 1030, you know, or when, knowing our plane was coming in at 1030, knowing that there's a shuttle. I don't know why there was a, actually another lady there. She's like, I just rented my car like 10 minutes ago. Yes. I and remember she's that. Like, They're not here. Oh my <laughs> So this gosh. poor gal, she you know, only, you know, had a thought for sure that there would be a car there because oh, she yeah. just rented it and they were closed. They rented it to her while they were closed, yes. I think. <laughs> yeah. So I'm talking to the guy I'm on, you know, customer service, talking to the, the rental car company. And he's just basically saying, look, you got two choices. You can sleep in the rental car, uh, you, you know, um, area where you rent them, this building or rental car center, or you could just get an Uber and go to a two, $300 a night hotel and, and come back at 6 a.m. Yeah. So like I, we open again at six. We're like at, you know, like 1105, 1110, we are not going to wait in this airport until 6am in the morning. Yeah. Well, I kept trying to talk to this guy, tried, kept trying to get it, you know, come up with a solution like, Hey, can you drop off a car, um, you know, from another one of your, co you know, companies nearby and just talking to him wasted my time. But Don, you did something while I was on the phone, you disappeared. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is terrible. We have no car. And now my wife is gone. But what were you doing? Why don't you tell everybody? I was actually, I decided, you know, I better be proactive because this is not going well right now. There's like 10 other people looking for a car as well. I need to just find us a car because I was worried that if we didn't move quick enough, that suddenly the other companies were going to close or there would be no cars left. So I just went up to another pretty reputable company that didn't have a line. The rest of them had lots of lines. Tons so of I went to one with no line and I said, by any chance, do you happen to have a car? And she's like, well, is it going to be round trip? That's it. We only have round trip cars. I'm like, yes, I only need it until next Tuesday. And I'm like, I'm thinking she's going to charge like a thousand dollars. I'm sure like for six days because it's just last minute. And she looked at me and she's like, no, we actually do have a car. What size oh, do you want? And what a she relief. gave us like, it was a bigger car than we were going to get. It was, I think a honestly, even a little bit cheaper. And she's like, Oh yep, here we go. And I'm like, no way. Like she has a car ready for us. <laughs> like we can leave right now. How is you, this possible? But you weren't around. So I was like, just a second, <laughs> hold on. I will be right back. And I went to find you because you were 
still down still by on the, the phone, other company. Yeah. Still hanging out with all these upset people who their vacations just literally came to a crashing right. halt. And so we both ran over, thanks to you, we ran over to this other, you know, really major company and we paid for the car. We got the keys, got in our car and we started driving. Well, hey, why are we telling you guys about this story? Why are we sharing with you how our vacation came to a grinding halt and, and what happened? Well, because this story reminds us of the goodness of God, the goodness of God in life, um, you know, in, in our relationships with him, but also even in our marriage, you know, the goodness of God where here we're trying to get away and we're trying to have an incredible, you know, time as a couple, a married couple. It's around the time of our anniversary. So, you know, this is our chance to get away and really bond together. And so we just walked away and we can't kind of just thought about it. We were like, that was a terrible experience and yet really a fun story, a fun adventure. And we knew right the away same we time. have to share that in our podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> that was, again, we always are looking for stories in our week, you know, that can relate to marriage and just life. And that was our life. And I'm like, that's a great story. Like, let's share it. Yeah. And what's so cool is, you know, I don't know if I can um, talk too much about the goodness of God. Like God is so good to, uh, to us, his children, to you and to me. And, and so it's really fun to just stop and go, wow, where is God in this? And so as we look back at this experience and it reminded us of the goodness of God, you know, that, that first rental car company that we went to, it kind of reminded us of evil, how evil will bait us with something that looks good. Like, come here, use our car. But oh, by the way, um, we're not going to be here when you get here. And that's what evil does. It, it tries to tempt us and baits us, but then it quickly pulls away anything that has a fiber or a thread of goodness. And we're just left with guilt. We're left feeling and knowing that we have harmed ourselves, but that's not what God is like. God is like, you know, that company that never closes up shop, like the one that was open. And that's the goodness of God. God is always with us. He's always available and he's always there in the midst of our pain in our marriages. Right. Absolutely. Yep. In our relationships. You know, Don, you and I had some challenges in our marriage this summer in terms of you know, just some things that happened to us as a couple, not so much between you and I, but just as a couple, some different things that we had hurdles that we had to overcome or things that T-boned us. And, and, and that's why it's so cool to know that God is always available. He He's is, always yeah. there. Like that company that stayed open. I think they were going to be open all night. You know, the one, the other one that shut down is like the devil, but God <laughs> yeah. is so good. Right. He never shuts down. What does that mean? You know what? He's the, actually the one place. God is the one place that we can go to when things are going well and life feels like a vacation. And he's the one place that we can go to when life feels terrible. Like we've been abandoned. Like we're stuck to sleep on the floor of some strange environment that that's taking place right. in our family or in our lives. As I was thinking about this rental company that I had gone and found, this lady was so kind and she was so compassionate. She was and awesome. She was like, I'm so sorry that this happened. And she found me another car. And I was like, wow, that is goodness. And just the compassion and the mercy. And it makes me think of the verse in Psalms 145. 
8, and it says, The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. And that is the goodness of God. Think of that, you guys. He is merciful and compassionate, slow to get anger, filled with unfailing love, good to everyone, showers with compassion. Like, Now that's goodness. I can't even put into words what that means. That's incredible to know that that is the God in heaven, our father in heaven. That's what he, when he looks down on us, that's who he is. It's absolutely who he is. And, and what's so cool is everything that God offers us in our marriages and our relationships with him and our relationships with others, you know, everything that God offers us that has his goodness on it, it's always better than anything this world offers oh, or anything. Yeah. It's better than anything that evil tries to tempt us with or to offer, you know, at us. And, and another passage that really, I think speaks to this. It's, it's out of Psalms 103 verse one. It says, let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. But he doesn't stop just saying it twice. He says it again in verse two, let all that I am praise the Lord. And that's what the goodness of God does. It makes us praise the Lord. And then he goes on and he says, you know what, what it is that differentiates God and why, you know, as far as those characteristics of goodness, he says, may I never forget the good things that God does for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Wow, that's incredible. That's awesome. Man, that's what God does. It is. It's so cool to know, like, in the midst of our, like, frustration, our, you know, anger, our, like, hesitation, like, oh, my word, this, something's good is supposed to be happening. We're supposed to go on vacation. And honestly, in the midst of those moments, God was there. Like he didn't bail on us. He, I mean, the goodness of God came out of like, he provided a way out for us in that situation. And that's so minor, honestly, it's not it that really big is. of a deal. Yes. Um, you know, they will say one of those first world problems, cause we have so much here that we have, you know, can be grateful for, but honestly, God is a good God. And there is times when in our life where God is just been faithful over and over and over again. I had a time this, just this last week where I had a difficult moment and I was able to share it with my coworkers. I'm like, you know what? I'm going through something right now. Can you pray for me? And my team came around me and they put their hands on me and they prayed for me. And man, did I just feel the goodness of God just come through them. And as they were praying for me and I was so encouraged and I, it was just an incredible feeling, but I just knew that God was there, but God used people in that moment to just fill me with his goodness. Yeah. And I think in order for us to really, truly, you know, celebrate God's goodness, like the psalmist says, you know, he repeats it three times. I'm going to praise him with my whole heart, like three times. I think part of that is doing what you did, Don, is looking for the goodness of God in the midst of, of a difficult moment. Mm, And you realize the goodness of God is, is in the community of faith that he's placed around you. And I think that's what we need to do in our marriages as well. Last week in our previous episode, we talked about, you know, that, that downward counterfactual thinking that, that, Hey, things could always be worse, but, but today we're, you know, kind of it's similar, but we're, we're really focusing on 
just the goodness of God and looking for that goodness. And even in your marriage, in your relationship, guys, things could always be worse. So start pointing out to yourself and, and being thankful with your spouse about the goodness of God. Like what has God given you? Mm, and, yeah. and what are those things that that you can be grateful for? Not only what has God given you in life, but what has God given you in each other? Like I can look at you, Travis, and I can see the goodness of God. The goodness of God is working through you and how you love me and how you care for me and how you treat me. And hopefully you can see that in me as well. But I can just honestly, through you, see God's goodness. Like, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. And I I think there are some of you listening right now where maybe that feels like a stretch for you, or maybe you're just really struggling in your marriage, or maybe maybe you're feeling kind of like I've done to Don before. I've I've driven her crazy before. There's been, you know, moments where I'm having a bad day and she's putting well, up with me. Not fully crazy, but just yeah. Right. You're still kind of <laughs> you're still sane, right? I've <laughs> uh, put you pushed you to the edge of insanity at times. But but you know, some of you are probably like, oh, I feel that way about my spouse. Um, but I want you to know God, the other part of God's goodness, and I love what the psalmist does. He like what we just read in Psalm 103, he's listing those things out. Here's what God does for me. Here's the good things that he gives me. And so I I think one of those things is that God brings miracles. God can cause a miracle to take place in your marriage, in your relationship, in your feelings or the lack of feelings that you have for your spouse because you've frustrated each other so much. And, and, And the psalmist says that, and he's like, God heals me of all my diseases. He gives me strength. And, and so just think of that today and ask God for that miracle. God is good. He loves you. He's with you and your spouse. So believe and pray and have faith and be positive. And God is going to get you through no matter what you're going through right now. Well, with that, we just want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.